What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. The Meat Improv! Hello and welcome to The Meat Improv with me, Josh Simpson. And me, Jake Jabor. The Meat is the storytelling and improv comedy podcast. We bring on comedian guests to tell true meaty stories from their lives. And then what do we do, Jake? And then we take those stories as inspiration for long-form comedic improvised scenes, as you may have seen on the most recent Netflix special, similar to that. <laughs> Did Bert Kreishner do improv? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's right. Uh, Long-form improv is in the mainstream now. I kind of love it, actually. Um, uh, great. Uh, we have a Patreon. Um, there's a Discord channel, and you get a weekly bonus episode for five bucks a month where Jake and I talk about sort of uh, improv stuff we've been teaching. We take questions from the Discord, all that stuff. If that interests you, if you're an improv nerd, you can check that out at patreon.com slash themeatimprov. Um, but now let's get into the show show, the show part of the show, the good part. Uh, um, today we have two very special guests, uh, uh, both veterans of the UCB New York, but now have been in LA and doing stuff there uh, for a while. We have our returning guests from the team assembly that I'm also on, <laughs> Rachel Mason. Hello, Rachel. <laughs> Hello. Thanks for having me. Hello. <laughs> Uh, good to have you back. Um, and our second guest, a first timer uh, from the UCB LA Herald team, Ghost. Uh, give it up for Curtis Rutherford. Hey, hey how's it going? I, I imagine hey, people hey, at hey. home are clapping right now. Yeah, I always say give it up. Yeah. Some folks do have that, the little like, effects button. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for being on. Um, just for the audience, of course, we're recording over Zoom and all sorts of technology uh, is in the mix here. So um, we're getting better every week, but, you know, just wanted to mention it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I guess this is um, strange times for everybody. Um, and I, uh, uh, I, that's like even becoming a cliche now, I guess. <laughs> It's very weird to see commercials geared towards the corn, towards the situation we're in. Yeah, like mm-hmm. you couldn't yeah. hold commercials down. Commercials are are in it. <laughs> I mean, I know some people who are still like auditioning for commercials, and then when they get it, they'll just mail them material to yeah. then film commercials at home and shit. Like they're still, yeah, you can't stop capitalism. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no kidding. You can stop my commercial agents, though, apparently. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I got a new mic. I'm ready to go. Uh, <laughs> I always find a way to make it about me. Um, but I did want to talk for a second about uh, the big news. Well, there's two things that happened in the world of improv in the last week. The first one of them being the Netflix special or uh, Middle Ditch and Shorts. Um uh, which I guess maybe we'll talk about in a second. But the other one is the closing of the, at least the buildings in for the UCB New York. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's not really much to say other than it sucks for like <laughs> broadly. Uh, yeah. Um, 
but I know you two had more experience there and were, you know, R- Rachel's in my mind when I was first doing UCB was like one of the faces of the UCB New York community. Just, I don't know if it was bias based on DCM or just, I feel like I always just saw you there. Uh, um, working and one time I was there for Funny or Die and we shut down McManus <laughs> when uh-huh. Jeff Carter was in town. <laughs> right. I remember that. Uh, vaguely, very vaguely. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I'm, uh, those moments stood out more to me because I was like, I'm in New York. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest difference between New York and LA is that here you go to bed at like 1030 and there you go to bed at four in the morning. That's like the, the people ask the difference. I'm like, that's it. That's the difference. <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. Yeah, Speak for yourself. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm a night owl. True, true. Um, I know yeah, what you mean, though. I'm, I'm at. Yeah. I was just going to say, I'm at home at 1030, but whether or not I go to bed by then is, is up for grabs. Um, um, I don't, I, I don't, I, I'm, yeah, I don't know really have anything to say, but I guess I just wanted to kind of ask what your thoughts were on it or, you know, I assume it's going to come back in some way, shape or form. Uh, I feel bad for everyone out there. I don't really know what, uh, it's one of those things. I think people look to it and think like, well, what's going to happen to my theater or my place or whatever. Uh, so I remember I, that I when probably... that happened with IO here, right? Like when iOS shut down, I think that was like the first like, Oh wow. You know, like, cause that also felt like an institution, um, you know, that like wouldn't shutter. Um, but, um, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like I was around when the, when, um, Chelsea before Chelsea, when they had the, the theater on 22nd street, um, the, the like famous theater that used to be a strip club that was like really, really tiny and crappy and run down. And, um, they got thrown out of there and they were homeless for like a not maybe not quite a year but like a long time like probably eight months or something ten months um so um and but it was also a very different like institution then you know it still was a kind of like scrappy young you know diy thing so it does feel like a very different uh scenario this time um because yeah for better there's a work, difference you- between oh i was just gonna say there's like a difference between trying to find spots for for Herald teams to perform at a bar every couple of weeks, as opposed to what there's like 24 different house teams at yeah. UCB New York or something, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so, sense. yeah so I, you know, and I, and I think that it, it's definitely being kind of eulogized as if it's over in New York. Um, I don't really know if that's the case in reality. Um, uh, but yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't have, I, since I don't live in New York, it's hard for me to have like a great, um, perspective on like how it would move forward since I'm not really there. And I, I feel like a little bit out of touch with kind of like, even like what the day to day of the theater has been in the last couple of years. Um, the last time uh-huh. I was at Hell's Kitchen was probably like last summer or something. Um, but yeah. So that's my not so interesting take. <laughs> that doesn't have to be a take. Uh, <laughs> Um, I, I, do you have a sense that like, uh, I don't know, uh, is it, could there be a silver lining in this at all? Uh, uh, What do you think, Curtis? Sorry, whoever. I, oh yeah. Uh, if Rachel, if you were going to. No, no, God. Okay. Um, I mean, I think 
the silver, the possible silver lining is there's the old, what is it? The Jefferson quote about, uh, you know, uh, you have to stain with stain every nation with the blood of revolutionaries or something, right? Everything needs to be turned over. Like I'm glad that right now or in the past 20 years, we haven't still been doing whatever second city wanted us to do. Right. And maybe UCB in some ways kind of became that in New York, at least for the last 10 years, not only in New York city, but I think everywhere, um, improv theaters tend to create themselves in response to game. It's a lot yeah. of like, we don't do game, fuck game, or, oh, we love game because our teachers or uh, the people who ran it used to come from UCB. And it kind of creates everything just in this very um, limited way, I think, sometimes, which can make it harder for improv to grow if we're only looking at, oh, what did this one person who taught at UCB 10 years ago say about this thing? Mm-hmm. It makes any sort of art form kind of a little staid and uh, dusty. And so the possible silver lining is that. I mean, that is such a small one compared to the all the problems of like it's just having a home of where you can go and perform and do weird shows and all of that. And as a magnet for weird people like – I guess I shouldn't use the word magnet because there's literally a theater called <laughs> magnet, but like as a an attractor of a lot of people I know who performed at UCB or even went to UCB and then did something else. Like they moved to New York to do comedy sometimes, but a lot of them like for UCB. So, you yeah. know, like Tourco came to their college. They saw the sketch show. They were doing improv somewhere else. And then they said, they heard like, oh, you really want to do improv? This is the place to go. And like not having that, I think is a, is also a huge loss. In addition to the just, there's a lot of very funny people who are just getting their start at UCB who are now not going to get to find their voices in the same way that they might have been able to. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, um, my hope is that it will sort of, um, yeah, of course, sort of the first part of what you said, like maybe I do think that I have been around this long enough to sort of see specifically LA. I've been here since the beginning, but I also did one on one in New York way back when 2005 or something. But, uh, I do think that it was, it's awesome to have the stage and like the, kind of the technical stuff taken care of. And, you know, I, when I, for both stages, I saw people I look up to, to this day, you know, that like got me into the idea of like wanting to learn how to do improv. I remember it was mother. The soundtrack for me was the one and <laughs> said that on here before, but I saw that in 2004. Uh, and, uh, I still remember the show because I remember Gelman was in it and I've actually brought that up to him of like, I remember you were in the Mother of the Soundtrack shows and he's like, I didn't do Mother. I was like, you were in this one. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> but I like yes, remember it. <laughs> I think it was probably just a one-off thing, but uh, he was in it. <laughs> uh, anyway. But I do think that like, what, like, a criticism I would have of, or just something that I've noticed out in LA is like people kind of come to UCB. They kind of try to learn improv in this very structured way. They sort of, their hopes in improv live or die by how they are accepted at UCB. Um, and like, I've seen way too many talented people just give it all up because they never got like the, you know, 
knighted by UCB in some way. Um, so I hope that like, like some of the spirit of those early UCB days where, you know, I hear just hear legend of like robot TV or <laughs> like shows like, like mother came up with the form, the soundtrack. I hope people can maybe start maybe kind of like evening it out a little bit. will allow people to form their own identities in some way. Like I think there's room right now is I guess one way to put it mm-hmm. while there may not be like the, you know, the apex of the improv mountain that they hoped to climb. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I hope, whatever, I guess it's a depressing thing. I mean, I bet you there's even smaller theaters or people that are running smaller theaters listening to this that are, you know, trying to answer them those same questions of like, can we keep our theater open in Missouri or what's it going to, how long are, you know, all that kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, the bigger question <laughs> is like all of that, which is like, so we're in an uncertain time in general. So, um, but I do think that uh, like uh, speaking to what you just said, I feel like that um, there's been a ton of obviously like Facebook reminiscing and Facebook like bitching <laughs> too, understandably. But a lot of it has, mm-hmm. has a bit about that, about, um, about um, you know, d- how we, and I, I think it's probably all of us has ha- have had this experience at, at UCB or elsewhere where it's like, you didn't make a team or you got cut from a team or you, whatever. And you're devastated or it really is a blow. And in that way that in retrospect, you're like, man, this is stupid. <laughs> but like in the moment hmm. it's everything and it still is for a lot of people. Um, and I think that's the hard part of any theater. I know that's true at IO as well. And second city, like getting on the main stage is such a big deal. You know, it, it's everywhere. Um, and I think that's something that like the, those small, like, you know, having some of the, structure knocked out could maybe be a positive you know where it's like it's just more about like let's get up and have fun and play because that's all we can really do right now (laughs) and all of the like the hierarchy of the teams and stuff maybe doesn't matter so much at the moment you know (laughs) yeah yeah i think uh i think what's cool about comedy is that like it doesn't need anything necessarily to succeed Uh, like that wanting to create something and putting forth that effort is almost enough. So like, I I think of the comparison that somebody made for me between New York and LA. And it was like LA sketch shows have props and costumes because you have a car and New York sketch shows are (laughs) primarily like whatever you can fit in your backpack to carry with you for the day. Uh, And I would never say like, Oh, one is going to be better than the other because of the ability or inability. It's like comedy can innovate and sort of evolve and is pliable in a way that's like, this is very, it sucks. It's sad and sucks and awful, but the nice thing, and I don't know if it's a silver lining or just sort of like comedy continues to grow and evolve based on its environment. So like, um, yeah, the and I think about like even yeah, having a place to perform allowed people to evolve and change and things like that and then not having one to uh like people who get cut often like I will see come back with a one person show that I'm like that's incredible and that may have not happened. Um you know, uh, part of it is like oh, reducing their uh, uh, opportunities to perform might have put them on a course to do this thing that they wouldn't have done otherwise. And it, 
I, in no way would I advocate for lack of opportunity for anybody. And I think it sucks that the theater's closed, but it is a thing that's like comedy. Yeah. Whether you're a little theater in a small town or a big theater is like it, it's kind of like an animal in that it adapts to its environment. So I think that like the, it will present its own set of hurdles that'll create comedy that'll look different than the comedy before or something like that. So, I mean, even doing the improv workshops and doing improv over online and stuff is like it, uh, it has, it started with like, oof, I don't know how we're going to pull this off. This is going to be weird. And now I'm getting to see sets that look like uh, our sound maybe is more appropriate, but like totally different than anything I've seen on stage. Like um, some people uh, sort of like uh, bullied a big weightlifter in a scene yesterday and then he shrunk down to the size of a pea and they put him in their pocket. And it was like, cool. I, like that's not something that I traditionally see on the uh, on a stage because of physical like uh the like physical space you can use so um Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know try i uh, trying to look for a bright spot in it i guess is that's kind of where i my head space is at i hear you yeah i I do think that sorry go ahead i I was just gonna say first and foremost it's like if i was a new yorker listening to this i'd be like yeah okay (laughs) so i do think i do want to just say like it sucks, man. It really sucks. We're trying to find the silver lining. Yeah. But my heart does go out to everyone that lost a stage that they loved, you know. Uh, I didn't. Did, um, did, Rachel, did you want to finish your thought before I move on? Oh, or? I was just going to say, you know, the first time this happened, well, 10,000 years ago, um, that is kind of how the whole like indie improv scene started in New York was because people are like, well, I got to play somewhere. And they started like finding back rooms and bars and, you know, they started Rafifi, which became like a very well-known place. And there was a place called Flipside. I remember the show was called Flipside or the bar was, but that was like a UCB place. And, um, so it just like, it is just, I was just agreeing basically with Jake. Like it's sort of, you know, it's the Jurassic park life will find a way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, but you know what I mean? Like it, it does, right. Like it finds a way to move forward. It might be a very different form or, or, um, you and know. in Jurassic Park, a lot of people die before it finds a way. Like, <laughs> right. just to be clear. Like, so that's my very perfect analogy. My exactly perfect yeah. analogy. Thank you, Curtis. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, yes. Yeah. Well, best of luck to everyone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm also speaking from a position that is assuming that I'm not also going to get eaten by a dinosaur. And <laughs> like, I'm on my own park being like, our dinosaur are going to be fine. <laughs> and there is no... <laughs> there's yeah. no the storm that hit you guys is a day away from us. We're fine. Jake is just over there on like Piranha Island being like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I'm okay over here. So this is the, uh, this is the space. I know it doesn't look like much. Um, yeah, um, you know, it does, it does look like a big open sandy lot right now. Um, but I think if you, you know, if you really use some vision, um, you know, I think I could see, um, 
you know, I could see a rec center here. I could see a, a mansion here. I could see like, you know, it's just the sky's the limit. You know, I just, I know we're on a weird Island, but I think whatever you want to put here, you can. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we should start with imagination first, right? Yeah. I mean, we don't have much of a budget. Yeah. Um, I mean, we have no budget, really, let's be honest. But We have no budget. We had the gas in the boat to get us here. Yeah. Uh, but we said we were going to okay. start fresh. And I think that this is about as starting fresh as, as we could get. For sure. Uh, for sure. Wow. So this is kind of just open here. We want to put a rec center on this island. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we probably need to have more other people here besides us when we do that. But, like, I'm just thinking big yeah. picture. Okay. okay. Great. So once we kind of get more people here, uh, like right in this zone here, we could have a basketball game or something like that. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. I had. I I've, don't know how to play basketball, but yes, when we – I could learn – Got it. So we'll we'll have to schedule a time for everyone on the island to learn basketball. Yes. So um, I'll put that on the list. I, I did bring I did bring this uh, clipboard and and pencil. So I know we weren't supposed to bring too much. I know the basics. Yeah. No. Okay. All right. But I I'm going to put the basics. I, okay. Good. Learn basketball. We could play it here. We'll need hypothetically ten people. Hopefully right, 10 more. People. All right. I'm writing that down. Ten people. Uh, hopefully more. Okay. So we can do five on five. Hey, are you? Are you guys are moving on to the island? Oh, oh, yeah. oh. hello! Oh my god! I yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My name is Timothy. I've been I've been here for ten ten years by myself. Oh God! Wow, this is <laughs> wow. cool. This is exciting. We didn't th- we didn't think anyone was here. No, yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm here. I, I thought you guys heard about my rec center. Oh, um, you have a rec center here. Yeah, I built a rec center. See, it's the it's it's uh, just behind these leaves. Let me pull it back. Uh, oh. If you guys like, uh, I got a dodgeball league. If you if you want to start, oh. so far uh, it's just one team. It's the, the Timothy's uh, Sharks. Uh, we've won the last ten years. Who's lost? Oh, uh, it, oh it's just a, it's a turtle shell that I play against. Oh, okay. Ah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Dang, this kind of sours my idea. Damn yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, God. There's I already like, a rec center on there. What are the odds? I mean, do you have a basketball court? Yeah, it's just a, it's a half court, but, you know, we can still play. All right. I mean, that's great. I just, I feel like now all of our plans for, you know, our rec center plans are just. I kind of don't think so, Rachel. I mean, I, don't, I hate to be like walking off that, off the boat saying I know better, but this place is a shithole. <laughs> Your rec center yeah. sucks. I mean, I'm so, yeah. half court basketball. That's like, I could do that in my driveway. That's not barely a rec center. Sorry, yeah, Tim. It's just, <laughs> I calls them as I sees them. You know what I mean? And, wow. Uh, you know what? You've had you 10 right. years. <laughs> I tried. Right. Do you guys want to, do you want to play? Uh, oh, I've been trying to think of the name of this game for the past 10 years and I can't, you know, the hockey air, not air hockey table, like the soccer where you spin the little guys. Uh, what's the name of the game? Foosball. Foosball. 
Oh my God, for 10 years, I've been trying to think of the word foosball. I made a foosball table. It's just coconuts. You spin it. It's a coconut just spins, uh, hits another coconut. If you want to play that. Oh, it is shit. Oh, this is a bad rec center. We see a guy. Timothy, what have you been eating? We see a guy swim up. Uh, Oh. Hello. Hi. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow, did you just. Long way out. Yeah. I'm like so 85 sorry. miles from land. I- oh. <laughs> I'm, oh, no, I swam um, uh, from that other island. Uh, it's only 35 wow. miles, but um, and uh, I run uh, D- uh, Dale's Jimboree, Jimboree, um, and we're expanding into a franchise. So, <laughs> Dale! Yeah. Dale, I thought this was my island. Well, Timothy, I'm getting too big on my island, and I've come here to offer to buy up Timothy's uh, gym, uh, Timothy's rec center, and we'll turn it into a Dale's Gymboree. Um, uh, we're a little bit of a franchise. You can use any gym on any island. Uh, it's pretty wow. nice. You know, I'm. So I'm you're like sorry, the Walmart I- of islands. <laughs> I really thought this was like we were we were like on the ground floor on this, and I I really I feel like I dropped the ball because I really thought we were going to be number one in the rec center game on this island. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, we all thought opening a rec center on a deserted island was going to be big business. Uh, but I'm interested to see what 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 our competition is. Dale, you say? Yeah. I mean, he says he's got a big business, but he just swam 35 miles over to this island. So <laughs> one 35 minute or 35 mile swim later to Dale's Island. <laughs> <laughs> we had a boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck that. I never want to. My, uh, my island is on fire. Oh, no. Holy shit. Oh my god, did you get back at water now? Oh, oh my god. No. <laughs> he had a bounce house here. <laughs> That's impressive. That's a good idea, but I mean very flammable apparently. But Oh my god. <laughs> I left uh, You know. I knew it. It was a mistake. I promoted the turtle shell to assistant manager, and I figured I could trust him to run the uh, Jimboree while I was off franchising. And it looks like he let it burn to the ground. I'm so sorry. Wow. Wow. Well, I guess it's back to our island now. <laughs> <laughs> One thirty. Let's swim. <laughs> God. Oh God. Oh God. It's so cold. Jesus, it's so cold in the water. <gasps> oh, God. Oh, God. I never got used to it. That whole swim. <laughs> it's cold oh, the whole God. time. Jesus, I think I got bit by like a something. I got bit by something. I just. Oh my God. There's a huge chunk taken out of my leg. Oh my God. Your basketball court's on fire, Curtis. <laughs> oh God. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, oh, oh no! I, I I went to the bathroom and I left the turtle shell in charge. Oh no! I've been whole. I've been trying to avoid going to the bathroom for ten years. I didn't. Want, I didn't trust that guy. So wow. Immediately, Bert, we sh- you whooped his ass at dodgeball for ten years straight. He's bound to have some sort of a. You're saying I earned this? You're saying I deserved what I, I got? Know, 
you're hucking you're, you're hucking balls at a turtle shell for 10 years straight and raising a trophy above its head. Yeah, I might think it has a, gr- a grudge. Well, well you- I hate to say it, but this has worked out for you and I, Rachel. Uh, yeah. There's wow. nothing but room for our... <laughs> For what we want to build, mm-hmm. yeah. are you guys are um, you guys hiring? I mean, I I guess <laughs> yeah, I guess we could yeah. I guess you know. I have yeah, I have to ask the turtle shell driving our boat. Okay, knock knock delivery for Curtis Rutherford. Uh, oh yeah, uh, hey, that's me. Hi. Um, yeah, you're gonna. I don't know if you have any helpers in the house there, but we got a whole truck full of stuff um, coming from Taco Bell. Uh, congratulations on booking the gig. Um, oh right, you gotta you gotta build a whole Taco Bell around me because of the quarantine. Okay, uh, yep. no, that's uh, that's fine. Uh, just unload it. Uh, sorry, uh, did you say uh, I gotta I, build? Oh, I gotta build it. I I just booked a shot. I, I'm for one shot in this commercial. I just take a bite of a chalupa and go. It's chalupastic. Yeah. We gotta I, build a whole Taco Bell. I'm a UPS driver, so I don't know. Like when you get fur- furniture delivered from Amazon, does the guy help you set it up? <laughs> you know what I mean. But yeah, I mean, that's, I, that's I, I can take point. it off the truck. Yeah, sure. Go ahead and take it off the truck. Uh, hey, hey, Mitch. Sorry, my roommate is gonna throw a fit. Hey, Mitch. I'm shooting a commercial. Do, can oh, you stay God. in your room again? Ugh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine. I'm not helping you it's build nice anything you. this time. All right. Okay. All right, Sorry, so Mitch is still angry because I had another commercial last week. Uh, it was for oh, SeaWorld. 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 Yeah. That's why the carpet's still damp. They're advertising Still getting sea urchins out of my room, Curtis. Just so you know, I just found mm-hmm. a sea urchin in my shoe. Didn't didn't enjoy that. Just FYI. Well, you shouldn't. You should keep your shoes elsewhere. Like, this is an argument we've been having as roommates for a okay. while, okay? We have a shoe zone. Okay. Okay, but anyways, sorry. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't concern you, the UPS driver. Yeah, go ahead and start unloading stuff. Uh, put it wherever. Yes, um, sir. Oh, I, oh, the actors are divas. All right. So you look. You got the makings of. You're right. You're going to build the skeleton of a Taco Bell. Looks like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Let's just see uh, what these boxes are labeled. Okay, we've got Taco Bell left. Taco Bell right. This one's Taco Bell back. Okay, I think I'm, I'm trying to. I'm starting to see how this is going to lay out. Okay, this box is just lettuce. <laughs> yep, we got all the ingredients. Okay. Uh, I did. I'm sorry, I should have done this, but I'm sort of in the. I'm aspiring to get in the business, so I did peek at the script. Oh, uh, you are going to be oh, making oh. every product uh, and taking a bite of it and saying. That's a good chill. Oh, they changed the line. Sorry. Yeah, they're really, I know I've been the biz. You audition for one thing and you end up doing a whole nother thing the day you're on set. Um, but yeah, it's, it's you fine. do have the ingredients. You have a sour cream gun. Let's get it all out here. Uh, okay. Oh, Jesus. Ground that, beef. That's a huge sour cream gun. Okay, great. We've got a tube of ground beef. Fantastic. You can just put that. <laughs> we cut to a week there. later. <laughs> cut to a week later. Curtis isn't putting in the final nail on his Taco Bell. Uh, a van full of kids. <laughs> a, van. <laughs> a minivan with parents and kids in it pulls up. Oh, look at that. 
They opened a Taco uh, Bell. It pulls oh, into the uh, driveway. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is not a Taco Bell. Okay. This is not a Taco Bell. It's just, uh, I'm just filming. Okay. And I'm not a father of four beautiful children. Come on, guy. Dad, can I have a Taquito Lito? <laughs> Do you have the Taquito Lito or is that just only in the fall? Taquito Lito? I don't even know if that's a thing. That's a fall thing? Why would it be a fall thing? Is it made from pumpkin? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I, the honest answer is I don't know. I, I've I've been practicing one word. That's a good ch- chalupa or one line for the past uh, week while I've been building this thing. All right. Um, well, we'll take – I want to get the uh, – uh, I'll do the Crunchwrap Supreme No Tomatoes. Um, I know you discontinued the Double Decker. But I know you got the ingredients there to make one. So I'll throw in a little fiver in here if you're willing to <laughs> put some beans on a soft shell tortilla and make this happen for me. Um, what's Do your you name? Often, my name is Curtis. Do you often try to slip graft towards Taco Bell employees? Just to get- Since they discontinued the double decker, you're goddamn right I have. <laughs> You could buy a thing of beans and tortillas for five bucks. Okay, fine. I'll make then it. I might yeah. as well go to the grocery store. I want the Taco Bell kind. Okay. Well, here, here you go. Here's, you know, uh, here's. Me, do you, where's the receipt? Because on the receipt, it often has a. I can give us do a survey and fit, give you a little review. And I gotta say, this is awful. You come. I pull up to the Taco Bell. You say, "This isn't a Taco Bell." That has never uh-huh. happened before. <laughs> uh, you've been sassing me this whole time. Uh, I've been telling you it's not a Taco Bell. <laughs> you're wearing a ton of makeup, which I find odd. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and a, a little paper napkin to keep the makeup from going on my shirt. Uh, yeah, I've got a director's chair, which just has a, an iPad with a with a Zoom connection to my director. How's it going, Alan? Alan gas himself on mute right now. <laughs> Sorry. Um, it, could not be more clearly. I'm, I'm about to shoot a commercial. Oh yeah, Alan. Yeah. Okay, I'm just gonna give this one guy a chalupa, and then we can film our commercial. Okay, I'm ready. It's okay. So, sir, here's your chalupa. Please leave. Oh, and you're the taco gordito and the fall whatever it was, and the double wrap. And here's a triple wrap. Here's another wrap. Take hey, it. I'm just Curtis. I'm just walking through because I got to go to the kitchen. Cool. Is that all right? Can I walk through? <laughs> Uh, fine walk through okay thank you uh by the way there's a bunch of sour cream in my shoes earlier did not appreciate that wait who is that the sea urchin put that there who is that what what no 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 that's mitch ignore alan ignore him mitch so what that guy's me? got charisma for days look oh <laughs> i want to shoot a I, I the next commercial i got on the books uh is for um <laughs> Sea World, and I think Mitch would be great. <laughs> oh man, I've had some pretty bad experiences with Sea World. I'm gonna be honest, but I need the money, so no, all right. Okay, I'm gonna send the pieces to build the Sea World. <laughs> we cut to a month later. This <laughs> and they put the last nail in the Sea World. It's one of those. The same van pulls up. They all get out with their swimsuits on. SeaWorld's open. <laughs> oh my God, it's a combination Taco Bell SeaWorld. It's a dream come true. 
<laughs> I'm at the sea world. I'm at Taco Bell. I'm at the combination sea world and Taco Bell. You're watching Blackfish Taco, the documentary which rips apart what is really happening in the sea world slash Taco Bells. That was great, Curtis. Now, we just need you to do it again. Uh, but we need you to <laughs> take a bite of a Tokita Loco. Fine. Okay, Alan, I'll, I'll, I'll take the note. <laughs> we just see a bunch of dead dolphins in the kitchen. <laughs> So let's jump back into the meat part of the podcast. This is where one of our guests shares a meaty story from their lives. Um, Curtis, you're up first. So I was thinking about UCB New York closing and just kind of like uh, all of that. And so one of the things that um, kind of a like dark period is this uh, one month long where I got a bunch of UCB improvisers to play this game called Subterfuge. And it basically... (laughs) ruined lives and tore people apart and it's still something that we'll like reference like like a couple of weeks uh, month, uh, months ago I got an email from my friend Juan who was like let's start subterfuge it's the time and I was like fuck you no <laughs> so I just want to talk about like why this was so uh, what this did to everybody so the idea was uh, it's uh, if you've ever heard of the game Diplomacy which is like an old school like interaction game I think it was like John F. Kennedy's favorite game. It's very much like a <laughs> 1960s Cold War. This is how uh, you know nations are built and 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 fall. And I think the idea in diplomacy is it takes a day to play. Like it's one of those games where whatever you would play it in Yale or Harvard and blah blah blah. Anyways, so this uh, sub game called Subterfuge came out, and with Subterfuge, the idea is. It's played in real time and you have different bases and you can attack other people's bases by launching subs to attack, right? That's it. Okay. But if, let's say I'm attacking Rachel's base, that might be an eight-hour sub trip away. So when I launch my subs, I can't change that attack at all. I then have to wait eight hours until that attack hits. Right. And so Rachel can see those subs coming and she's like, oh, fuck, Curtis is attacking me. Those are eight hours away. He knows my closest reinforcements are 10 hours away. By the time they get to there, Curtis is already going to take that base, have built up defenses, blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh (laughs) So the idea is with this app, you can like check it whenever and like launch your attacks or react to whatever. But you uh, but it's all real time. And each game uh, was supposed to take about a week. And that's what it ended up taking. Right. for the first one, I got uh, I emailed like like maybe ten people who are all big into playing different board games and that kind of stuff. We got together, uh, we played the game, or we like signed up to play the game. Uh, my friend JD emailed me back. I was looking through the old emails for this, and he emailed me back, "Hey, I'm in to play this game, but I have friends who have played this game, and I've heard it can legit destroy friendships. You don't <laughs> have to be online together. You just place things, and it takes a long time." But things can happen any hour of the day or night, which is essentially what then happened. So first round, uh, like I said, I, th- I think it was eight of us, right? I think each game was like eight, uh, eight to ten people. 
first round, we're playing. It's getting a little fraught. You kind of know who is who. There was like three of the guys who worked in the front desk. Uh, Dave Murray, I think Chris Zalis, and maybe Jeff Walsh or somebody else. I don't remember. Uh, they all like made a um, an alliance really quickly and then started fighting everybody else. Um, people started getting like a little angry that they, that all the front desk guys had one alliance. And then one guy dropped out, which everybody was then angry at him because everybody started taking over his land. And if you happened to be close to where he was before he dropped out, you got all this free land. Um, <laughs> my friend, uh, John Timothy was having his birthday party, uh, at this, at this point, uh, one night, like maybe pretty close to the end of the game. And his birthdays were these things where we would go to, we would essentially crash uh, a public space. They were put on by a friend of his who does a lot of like happenings, I guess you would call them, like <laughs> a speakeasy that was in an old water tower that you had to like know somebody to get to. Or he would like find an old cave that nobody had used for a while and then put a restaurant up at a cave and you had to know somebody to get there. <laughs> so because he was good friend with my friend John, he would do these like insane birthday parties where we dress up in suits, go to the Waldorf Astoria and like pretend that we were businessmen, you know, just like at the Waldorf for a while. And they were there'd be like scavenger hunts and all that stuff. Anyways, it was huge. It was great. One night, John's having his birthday party. I ride in to the city with my friend JD, who right before he gets on the train, he goes, wait, Curtis, let this train go by. I'm going to launch an attack on John because I know he's busy with his birthday party. <laughs> so he then launches an attack. An hour later, we get off the subway. We get to the Waldorf. We see John. He's in his suit. We're in our suits. And John just then had like checked his phone and realized he was completely fucked. And so... He started off his birthday party with like knowing, okay, I'm out of this game that I've spent the past uh, six days playing essentially nonstop, right? <laughs> so that game ends. We're still friends. Everything is good. There's a little bit, actually, JD and I got into like one argument. I think in that game or the other one of both of us were like, why are you building up defenses next to me? And he was like, why are you building up defenses next to me? I'm doing it because you're building up defenses. And both of us were like, you're being insane right now. This doesn't make any sense. The dumbest thing. So you're essentially ends, the cold, the cold war. <laughs> absolutely. It is a hundred percent. Just like exactly what you would expect of through the most minor of uh, miscommunications just becomes absolute generation-long uh, uh, hatred. <laughs> so then there's we do a second round. The first one I called UCB 571, and then I'm, I decide, okay, we'll do another round of the game. This one, there's a lot more, so I kind of split it up into two. So there's like two games in round two, which I called UCB 572, right? So I split it up. There's a bunch more people interested, and at this point, it's like there's some teachers involved. There's some people on Lloyd Night or Herald Night. Some people who are like admins. Some people who are just like friends in the community. Um, and so there's a big range of everybody playing. Not everybody knows each other. At one point in the second game, a teacher who was playing, who was angry at somebody who had attacked him, who had like joined with somebody else and attacked him. After that teacher had a class show at UCB Chelsea, he walked up to this other guy who I don't think was on a team or, or, or he wasn't on a team. He was just like a student. So this teacher walked up to him and said, 
you are untrustworthy (laughs) to somebody who does not know, like just kind of like only we'd play this game, but it had hurt so badly that he had to tell him. Um, I found my second email for like when I was inviting people to the second game (laughs) and I told everybody like it may ruin your life for the next week. Mm-hmm. Again, because there is this like constant checking ability, even if you're not doing anything, you're like, oh, I need to see. Did Rachel attack me? Did Jake uh, is Jake moving guys somewhere else? <laughs> Whatever. Right. Uh, I said there's no formal alliances or anything else in the game. The best way of winning may to be ke- may be to keep a strong alliance all the way to the end or to backstab someone or just go on the offensive. Uh, you will get backstabbed and people, possibly everyone, will turn on you, which happened several times. You'll backstab other people. Don't take any of it personally. That last part that I wrote, nobody listened to. So. Uh, oh, one other part in the second game is this was all – Men, and this was all dorky men with one exception, <laughs> which was Jamie Lutz. And in the second game, there was one point where a couple guys uh, instantly made an alliance. And it was just kind of like, oh, it's early. Nobody's really done anything good or bad. Who are we going to fight? So they all decided to kill not Jamie just because they decided, hey, we can't kill the only woman playing this game. We can't kill right out, out of the bat. So... Through an absolute random dice roll, they attacked somebody else, killed him, and then Jamie actually ended up getting second place in that game. <laughs> Anyways, that should set the tone of like what this is. It's just like it is every nerdy man clutching angry thing, right? Um, second game ends. It's a little bit better, okay? And then I do two more games. And in these next two games, I did them anonymously. And so these are just like some of the things that happened in these last two games and why I stopped What do you mean completely. you did them an- anonymously? Like everyone was anonymous? So what or that you- means, yes. So in the previous ones, you could see a username, right? It was like, oh, this is Curtis. Oh, you're, you know, Boss Rachel. And it's Jake the Snake over here, right? You could see their usernames. Then there's an anonymous way that you could play it so that you're just seeing what color they are. And theoretically, you don't know who anybody is. Uh You could then figure it out as it goes and from talking to people. And actually, one of the fun things of the game ended up being like you'd be at the training center uh, at the UCB training center talking to somebody that you knew was playing it, either in your game or in somebody in one of the other games of that same round. And it'd be like, oh, pink is pretty fucked up, right? Pink is doing something weird. And they'd be like, yeah. I agree. Pink, by the way, I'm teal. Are you olive? Yeah, I am olive. Hell yeah. Let's do uh, an alliance. Let's take down pink. Okay, so here's the plan. So it spilled over into this like real world plotting. But again, the idea with the uh, anonymity was that way it wouldn't start off with like, oh, these three guys are friends. They're instantly going to be an alliance. It was to break that up a little bit, right? Um. So the other games, because there were multiple happening, multiple games happening at the same time, there were like two or three that would happen. I would wait a week, it would end. I was only in like one game at a time. And in the other games, I started getting emails uh, and hearing stuff about things like, so in one game, uh, a guy asked to be removed from the list for starting the next game because, and I was like, oh yeah, no problem. Uh, how come? He said, somebody else... Uh, in the game at 4 a.m. sent 70 texts to the group messaging thing. And if you didn't have the game, like notifications turned off, it woke up everybody at 4 a.m. And I think 
I, if I remember, he was posting like lyrics to like a Kesha song or something. <laughs> like just like the worst, just like troll. I am going to annoy the hell out of everybody else here. And the only possible outcome for that was this guy woke everybody up. It doesn't really help him in the game other than, I guess, making sure everybody's uh, lost sleep. Um <laughs> So yeah, so he asked to like leave, uh, and then um, it was it just kind of like died down, and it became this oh we all hate each other and are angry, and like the last game I played, I was up until like three a.m. at one point, just because like I normally would go to sleep pretty late, especially in New York, because um, you barely get any sunlight. But I was like up at three a.m. and I was looking at the game, and I realized oh this guy's about to attack me. Uh, there's two options of what he can do. And because of the way the game is designed, like uh, there was like a bug where you could only plan out a certain, uh, a couple number of moves ahead and I couldn't plan out. So I was like, well, I could stay awake until 5 a.m. And then I would know how to respond or I can just go to sleep. I went to sleep assuming like, you know what? I'll do my best. It's 3 a.m. There's no way he's going to do anything better than whatever he's got planned. I go to sleep. It turned out this other guy had set his alarm to wake up once every hour to then readjust his game. <laughs> and so I woke up, realized, oh, my base has been destroyed because he like did this last second thing at 5 a.m. to like divert subs, blah, blah, blah. And this is a guy who had like a wife. He had a wife and he still like was setting alarms and waking up. And and yeah, it, that was just like, oh, getting emails about how people were no were really angry playing the game and myself playing the game just being like, this is, I'm spending every day thinking about this. Uh, yeah, I decided I, I can't do this anymore. And uh, yeah, that was it. I still have like <laughs> spreadsheets and stuff of the breakdown of who beat whom and all of that, but... Yeah. So how did JFK play this game? <laughs> uh, so the diplomacy version, it's purely like verbal and it's, you just get a bunch of people in a room. It's essentially like, I guess, uh rich person LARPing. It's like political LARPing. Like you pretend like, okay, uh, Jake and Josh, you guys are going to be, I don't know if you would call them Russia, but it's like, you guys would be Russia. You have these overall goals. Um, okay. Uh, Curtis and Rachel, we are both, uh, what out, you know, we are both this. And then you kind of like just discuss and there's like a fake president and a fake whatever. Huh. <laughs> but it apparently takes a full day or something like that. That's incredible. What, uh, wow. what, um, what kept drawing you back to it? I like, um, I guess I like pain. No, I, I think it was that there is something very satisfying. It's like any war game, right? You're kind of like outthinking everybody else, but also like just talking to people about it as it was happening. Mm -hmm. Like at one point, my roommate, Chris Scott, was doing the first game we played together. And then as it split, he was in a different one. And so hearing what was happening in his game, it's just fun to like, you know, the tides of war in this incredibly tiny, nerdy way was fun <laughs> until I realized... It's all I'm thinking about. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Um, uh, that's great. There was also, sorry, Josh. Uh, there was also no, you a, go. a thing that was, um, uh, there was also a, uh, sorry. Uh, there was also a thing that was, um, I think 
Alden Ford did assassins, which was also like a similar thing, but it was like, a, like an ongoing mm-hmm. thing where people would assassinate each other with, I think it was like Nerf guns or something. I don't, I would not yeah. do it because it sounded like the most anxiety inducing thing you could ever have, but it was also something that was played around the theater. It seemed like a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> anyway, but I'd add that. Because yeah, it was improvisers carrying around fake guns. Because I think any time within like a week or two of playing the game, you would have like your target and you had to shoot them. And so somebody would be like, the, I think the rule was no, you couldn't shoot them while they were on stage. You couldn't shoot that them while they're on stage, and you couldn't shoot them if anyone else from the game was present. So that way, they people That's couldn't right. ambush each other like as a group. Um, and so there was a lot of like subterfuge, and people would like wait outside people's houses and hide behind garbage cans. Like it was, it sounded terrifying. I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is a terrible idea. And there was a whole website which I'm sure still does exist. There was like a Tumblr or something that Alden created that would detail each person's like the demise of each person and how it occurred. Like, uh, and often it was like very complicated subterfuge to like get to the person. <laughs> it kind of reminded me of that too, which is just like taking things way too far <laughs> unnecessarily creating drama in a place that already has too much drama. President Kennedy. Um, yes, <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't able to get everybody together um, for your favorite game, diplomacy. Uh, but I did. This is hot off the shelf. That's a failing on your part. I I know, <laughs> sir. I apologize. It's a game of communication. This is a game well, of being able to gather. You you failed at the part that's not the game. <laughs> I know, and I take full responsibility. Um, but Jeez. I have been, I've been told uh, by um, Hasbro that you will enjoy this game just as much, if not more. It is called um, Hungry Hungry Hippos. Now, <laughs> uh, it you think? Re- <laughs> Go ahead. And this is going to help me. Become a better president? Is that what you're saying? Yes, I believe so. Um, it requires very uh, a, a smaller number. You and I could play, or we could get two more people. Um, and the idea is... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. You'll pick a hippo, and then I will dump all these white marbles in the center, which uh, represent the hippo's food, and then you're going to pound on the butt of the hippo uh, and try and gobble up as much food as you can. Mr. Mr. President, if I can uh, break in, I have heard that both Russia and Fidel have been playing a lot of Hungry Hungry Hippos and that you're going to need to get good at it. Okay, (laughs) otherwise there's going to be a Hungry Hungry Pellet Gap. Khrushchev (laughs) is a master at pounding the hippos. Khrushchev is better at this game than I am. (laughs) And you haven't told Lyndon... Yes. I hate to say it to you, but <laughs> you're a fuck up. 
Oh God, I know. I, I know. I, I should have told you. I should have. You know, I didn't. I felt like you had so much on your plate. I didn't want to add hungry hippos into the mix. If you tell me Russia and Cuba has been playing hungry, hungry hippos, and they have a strategic advantage on me for how long have they been playing? Why hasn't Hasbro been <laughs> keeping me in the loop here? Who oh, said Hasbro? Uh, <laughs> Look, what? let's play. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what? Put the marbles okay, out on right. the court. <laughs> I'll select the blue hippo. I'll be the orange hippo. Uh, I'll be the green hippo. My objective is to get oh. as many marbles as I can get for the American people before, before the game is ended. <laughs> yes. Yes, sir. yes, that's right, sir. Yes. That's right, Mr. President. Are you all right? Okay. I say we just news flash, news flash all across America. Hungry, hungry hippos clubs are starting to do what they can do in the fight against communism. Young boys and girls and men and women and pets are learning how to fight communists right on the home front. Mommy, mommy, look, I'm great at hungry hippos. I'm grabbing all of the food for myself and I don't share with anybody else. That's the capitalist way. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, Brenda. Why don't you show your father? <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> we kept two Russian hungry, hungry hippos. We will divide the pellets evenly among all people. First, Stalin takes one pellet. Then the people take one pellet. Then Stalin takes one pellet. Then the people take one pellet. And so on and so on. You will all learn hungry, hungry hippos. <laughs> so what is the point of bashing the hippo's tail if we distribute the, hippo. the marbles before the game begins? Think of each hippo as Kennedy himself. You are bashing his little tail of capitalist oppression. To, so he opens his mouth to eat more of the people's resources. I think the concern let's of just the say, people- That's how I read it again. That's, uh, that's, just, that's, just Stalin. that's just Stalin thinking. Uh, you do whatever, you know, like uh, back of, uh, you know, behind fanfic uh, you want to do. Whatever head cannon you just- have for hungry, hungry hippos. I suspect that Stalin has marbles in his pocket before he begins distributing to the people manning their hippos. Ha 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 ha. Kill this man. We <laughs> see a hippo reaches up out of nowhere, grabs this guy and scoots him off the <laughs> off the floor of the the what's that place called? Kremlin. Kremlin? <laughs> <laughs> we cut we cut back to the United States, the Oval Office. This can't be. This can't be. <laughs> I haven't figured out a way to get the most marbles for the United States, no matter how hard I try. <laughs> Lyndon keeps shaking the whole platform, tilting it his way. I don't know how to fight against this kind of absolute corruption. But I imagine... <laughs> That if we get the people on board and make them aware of something like this, we'll be able to topple it. <laughs> Round 84. <laughs> I'm sorry, terrible news coming in from Texas. 
President Kennedy was driving by a hippo depository when a hippo ate his car. You can see here he is being pulled down and to the left away from the First Lady, Jacqueline Kennedy. This is truly a sad day for America. The hippo was named Lee Harvey Oswald. Let's hear what he has to say. <laughs> we cut to like some people in a basement. There couldn't have just been one hippo. I don't think that I don't think that was yeah, definitely not just one hippo. Guys, I got some footage you're gonna want to take a look at. <laughs> it's a pruder film. If you look, it looks like- Oh, you're already calling it that the Bruder? <laughs> The pruder, come on. You're naming it that yourself? What? What? You got to call this Barry's Basement. I can call this the Zapruder film. Okay, look. It's my basement. Look. Now, am I crazy or is that a 400-pound hippo on that grassy knoll up there? I, you've always got your ideas. Yeah, I mean, it could just I mean, it be looks like a... Like a- it could just be like a shrub or something, you know? I mean, it's kind of blurry. It could be a fat shrub. A fat mm-hmm. shrub? A 400-pound shrub. That's yeah. what it is, Zapruder. <laughs> Why don't you take your Zapruder lunchbox and leave? Fine. Fine. I will take my Zapruder lunchbox and leave. And when I start my own Zapruder club, none of you guys can be in it. Okay? You'll be sorry. This isn't the last you've heard of Zapruder. And the hippo comes out and eats the pruder, pulling him into the darkness of death. <laughs> we cut to years later. Bobby Kennedy is meeting with his staff. <laughs> I think there should be marbles enough for everybody. I think the ge- the country's gone mad for hungry, hungry hippos. Some people have more marbles. <laughs> Some people don't have a single marble to play with their sons and daughters around the kitchen table. Some people are marbleless. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Kennedy. You have a visitor. It's a Sirhan Hippo, Sirhan Hippo. <laughs> what? I, I was. I, I <laughs> His name is Sirhan Hippo, Sirhan Hippo. He says he has. Oh my God, he's got a gun. <laughs> a gun? He's not going to eat you, he's going to shoot you. <laughs> Um, hey, Jack, um, I've been meaning to talk to you. Could you, could you come in my office for a quick sec? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, uh, I appreciate that you've been trying to get the office to kind of like have more fun together and, you know, create camaraderie. I think that's, that's yeah, really yeah. admirable. And you're, you know, you're head of HR. I think that's great. Um, but, um, mm-hmm. I think like the slam book is it's having some, maybe unintended uh there's it's i don't i think it's not maybe it's hurting people's feelings to be honest i just um i think it's not bringing people together maybe the way you thought Uh, i mean i don't know i think people are getting real uh, really close really in their each other's faces a little bit with it uh yeah that is true they i mean there's there was almost i don't know if you caught it the other day in the break room um uh Cheryl and uh, Pamela uh, almost, uh, you know, Cheryl almost strangled Pamela to death. <laughs> I don't know if you caught that, but. Uh, 
I I didn't I didn't know about that, but um I did include a little warning on the email that it might ruin relationships. So if people still want to yeah. do it. Yeah, I, we'll see. First of all, as an office, I don't. I feel like maybe we shouldn't just be putting forth anything that is going to ruin a relationship among the office. But um, yeah, I, I, what I'm saying, I guess, is like I'm wondering if, if uh, maybe we could like call everyone together and just talk about it, and and maybe like just get rid of the slam book. You know, I think that might be might be mm. for the best. We see me open the slam book and start writing in it. <laughs> Are, are you, what are you, are you writing something? Mm-hmm. Are you writing about me? Is that a caricature it's of my me? Turn. Is that a caricature of me? It's my turn with the slam book. If you want to see what's in the slam book, you got to sign up to be a part of the slam book. Otherwise, <laughs> you won't know what's in here. And if it is a caricature of you with a giant head on top of a baby beagle. <clears throat> <laughs> okay, you know, I know Martin I talk orders. about my beagle a lot. It's not, I know I talk about my beagle a lot, but I don't think that's nice. Okay. I just, um, okay. You know what? Fine. I'm going to sign up. I'm just going to sign up, but I'm only signing up because I think it's my job as the CEO of this company to, uh, to see, uh, what's being written about the employees. So I'm going to sign up. Okay. I'm signed up. Great. That's excellent. Um, it gets passed around. You'll get it at the end of the week. Um, the end of, I can't look at it right now. It's literally right in front of me. Oh my gosh. Just because you're the CEO doesn't mean you get to break slam book rules. I draw oh. some more in there. <laughs> this dog is okay. now uh, riding around. He grabs a colored pencil. Like He's doing shading and stuff. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> Wow. Okay, I'm going to say your artistic skill is actually pretty impressive. Um, but besides that, <laughs> I just I don't I, I don't I don't want to be made fun. I don't think anybody likes to be made fun of. You know, I mean, oh, they hate it. Oh boy, <laughs> it's awful to be made fun of. Uh, that's why you got to make fun of somebody back. You got to get that spotlight off of you as quick as you can. Okay, I just. Yeah, I just feel like there could be a better way of bringing us together as a community, you know? I just... Mm, what about, like... Um, <laughs> what about the claw? What if we did the claw? It's uh, what's, what's that? If you're walking behind somebody, you reach your hand between their legs and <laughs> lift them up. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? No. Ab- no. Absolutely not. You, you do not see the problem with... I mean, that's wrong on many, 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 many levels. Like I just- could I'll put it I'll put in the email that you might get your genitals grabbed if you play no, the law. No. Nope, 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 no. We're not knock, 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 uh, knock. yes. Hey, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, hey, how's it going, Cheryl? Uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the problem we've uh, been having with a certain HR person who shall go unnamed, who seems to Mostly use things that she learned in high school. Pretty aggressive. Oh, that's a wedgie. Oh, there it is. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Are you okay? Are you okay? Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, I'm going to go sit on some ice for a little bit. Oh, Oh my God. Okay. Oh, but Jesus. This is. You signed up uh, for it. I don't know what to tell you. No. I did sign up for it, and it did bring me closer to the company. Okay, to the ice I go. Oh my God. I okay, I can't believe everyone's on board with this. All right. Uh, well, look. We cut um, to a morning meeting. <laughs> uh, a Monday morning meeting. 
<clears throat> okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess I'll just say what's going on with me this week. My uh, objectives for the week. Um, and things I'm, uh, yeah, there's the stuff I'm going to get done and my goals. Um, one of my goals is to work on my calves. Um, I noticed in the burn book, I was routinely criticized for having tiny legs. Um, they said Jonas skipped leg day. Um, Jonas mother must've been a stork, you know, and, um, that stuff, you know, yeah. So I'm going to work on my calves this week and, uh, I'll try to also reach out to Sprite and see if we can get that account back. Okay. So um, can I, I just like to interject. Um, it feels like most of the focus is on your, on, you know, fixing a physical issue, which doesn't actually impact your job that much, um, or at all really. Um, so I, I, I'm worried that you're not really concentrating. Okay, divorced Dave. <laughs> wow. Divorced Dave. Not even a good nickname, guys. It's not even a good nickname. Okay, it's just me. Like I am divorced. Good. It's just no. I don't think it is. It's not. It's not a good nickname. It's. It's not even an insult. It's like just a fact. <laughs> Randall, can I see the burn book for a second? Uh, yeah. Uh, here you go. <laughs> Got to write a new thing for oh, Dave. Here's, here's some colored pencils if you need yeah, them. Thank you. I'm, Dave, you wouldn't believe what I'm drawing up for you. <laughs> Ooh, look at that divorce he's drawing. Yeah, it's you breaking you, a vow before God. <laughs> how are you drawing that? How is that being? How are you drawing? I spent my whole weekend on that. I was doing calf raises and and drawing this picture of you breaking a holy vow, of you breaking a sacrament. Okay. All right. Jeez. All right. Shaden. All right. Can we just move on? Can we just move on? Um, uh, That's okay. what your wife said. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. Um, all I right. think I, IT is next. I yes. Think IT is next. Conrad, let's hear from you. So uh, I'm working on the new client facing system so that they can input payment. I also have been getting a lot of feedback that I am creepy. And so I'm going to work on that. I wrote a little stand-up. I've got a little bit of a stand-up routine I'm going to try. Hey, everybody. Oh, you're doing this now. We see four different people grabbing the burn book back and forth. <laughs> Go ahead. Has has anybody ever ever noticed that um, sometimes uh, how how often how often women sigh after sex? What's with that? <laughs> you know Are what? I think we might as well. Like, <laughs> we <laughs> we see like steam coming off of a pencil that's drawing so hard, <laughs> drawing so fast. <laughs> Uh, excuse me hello i was called in to be a consultant for this mm -hmm. company okay because apparently there's some problems okay now here's the thing who someone here, like <laughs> someone gives him the clock claw him oh crap was he on the email was he on the email 
I know. I don't. Think know? Was, I don't think he agreed to this. Actually, I don't think he agreed. Uh, I was going to give you the whole Glen Gary Glen Ross speech. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> we'll take it. I'm sorry. Okay, so uh, here's the speech. So uh, there's, uh, who likes these cars? Oh my god, my nuts hurt so badly. Okay, hold on. Uh, part of it. Here's the kids uh, yeah, here's the kids the car. You're gonna win if you got. Oh, oh, my underwear is wet. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, always be closing. I'm going to go sit on some ice. Uh, you know, I, I will say um, I, I I was against all of this, but I do think we maybe have found a tagline for our ice machine company. Get back into the meat part of the podcast. Um, this is where our guests share a meaty story. Rachel, you're up. Yes. What would you um, like to talk about? So, um, well, I have like a couple kind of smaller stories I thought I'd share. I thought I would do like a fun celebrity sighting stories. I don't know why. Just feels like Hell yeah. a fun, light, dumb thing to talk about right now. So I grew up in Soho. Um, which was interesting and weird. And um, I grew up like in a loft downtown and it was, it was an interesting uh, time to grow up there. And also there was like a law that everything had to be filmed in Soho. Uh, not really, but it did feel like everything was filmed in Soho. And so when I was like a kid, I watched, um, you know, that scene in big where like Tom Hanks is like, uh, has a trampoline in his house and you see him mm-hmm. through the window, yeah. like, like that, that was my neighbor's loft. Like, so I watched like Tom Hanks film big, I watched Woody Allen do Hannah and her sisters, like in Hannah and her sisters, one of the sisters lived across the street in a loft and it was like, he kind of films in like real time. You know what I mean? Like if he says it's a place, it's like, really is that, if that makes sense. Um, and um, so I just saw like a lot of weird, I had a lot of weird movie experiences growing up and celebrity sightings over the years. Also from like working at UCB and stuff as well. Um, so one of them, this is kind of a short story, but I always thought somebody, when I was growing up, was like, what's the weirdest thing you've seen like in Soho <laughs> uh, as, in terms of like a, a film related incident. And um, they were filming a movie and I, I can never remember the name of it. Cause it's one of those like generic, like, you know, um, one of those generic sounding names. It's like, um, you know, down to you or like, you know what I mean? One of those names you're like, I don't yeah. remember what the name of this movie is. And mm-hmm. it was Hugh Jackman and Ashley Judd. Um, real. Huh. Now like, I'm the, curious. The marquee stars of the nineties. I think this was the nineties must've been. And, um, I was leaving my house, uh, my parents' house. And, um, I went to leave and they were filming on my block right in front of where I lived. And there were like, 12 cows in front of my house and they were back up to the door. This is on grand street in Soho. So if you can picture like if you've been to New York um, and I couldn't open the door because the door like went outwards <laughs> and um, I could not, um, could not get out. Uh, and so I was like banging on the door and there was a guy who I guess was the cow wrangler, but his back t- was to me. <laughs> 
uh, and he was not hearing me. And so I was like banging, banging, banging. And finally, I think I like managed to get the door open, like a crack. And I was kind of like, Hey, and he turned around. He's like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh, wow. And he just moved the cows over like three inches in either direction. So I just had to like shimmy through the cows, uh, to get out. Um, and I went to, I think I must, I don't know. I was I'm not sure like what age I was, but I think I must've had some kind of job at that point And I was late for work and I think I got in trouble <laughs> because they didn't believe me. Um, so that was one story. And then my other story. <laughs> Could that have been 2001, someone like you? I oh, just that Googled it. it. That sounds right. It's probably like <laughs> ish. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That means I was probably yeah, like at school and and working at Balthazar, which was like another place where I saw a lot of celebrities. <laughs> so, um, but the best like celebrity like sighting slash meeting I ever had was um, Sam Shepard. Uh, does everyone know who mm-hmm. Sam Shepard is? I guess mm-hmm. I should tell in case people don't know. So Sam Shepard, for anyone yeah. who's listening, tell, doesn't tell it for those who don't. <laughs> yeah, is uh, he's a he's recently, he recently passed away, but he's a, he was a very prolific playwright and actor, and he's like in a ton of stuff, um, which of course I can think of none of the what he was in now, um, but he was like yeah you know, big character actor, and his plays are very like for lack of a better term they're very male, <laughs> lots of angsty like two like like male drama, uh, lots of drinking and cussing and fucking and whatever like that's that's the sam shepherd brand kind of cowboy e like uh lots of iconic iconography in that uh, direction so i was um at a bar in uh manhattan uh, underneath the the venue irving plaza and my friend had played at irving plaza so it was like you know typical new york two or three in the morning (laughs) We're all, we've all been drinking a little bit and, um, we, I end up at the bar with my friend and my friend was a musician. And so he kind of had these girls like hanging on (laughs) and we're at sitting at a booth and I'm with these two girls. I don't know. And my friend goes off and disappears like to the bathroom or something. And so I'm stuck with these two girls who I don't really know. And Sam Shepard stumbles in and he's very drunk and, uh, he's like barely Mm -hmm. standing and this bar is very like what I'd call a very Sam Shepard esque bar. It's got like country music on the jukebox. It's kind of like a grungy, divey place. It feels very like appropriate. He's with a woman who was not Jessica Lang, as Jessica Lang was his partner at the time. And he was, uh, they were slow dancing in the bar. And there was like not a lot of people there. And I was like, that's, this is so weird. It's like watching a Sam, Shep- Sam Shepard in a movie. So I say something to the two girls that I'm with that I don't really know. And I'm like, oh, look, it's Sam Shepard. And they like flip. They're like, oh, my God, Sam Shepard. <laughs> and I don't, you know, I don't know them. And I'm like, oh, so I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm a New Yorker. Like, you're not supposed to ever acknowledge anybody famous ever. Right. <laughs> like, So I was so mortified. I was like, no, 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 no. Please stop talking. Please, please, please. And um uh, Sam Shepard notices, of course. So he stops at what he's doing and he stumbles on over to the table and um, he's like, hey, I'm Sam. And I am like so mortified at this point. I'm like shrinking into the corner. The two girls talk to him for, uh, you know, a couple of minutes and I'm just like not engaging because I'm, I'm deeply embarrassed. And, uh, and then he turns to me after this kind of discussion with them where he's flirting and stuff. He just looks, looks at me and he says, and you, you just don't give a shit, do you? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> and uh, he uh, stumbled away. 
so then my friend Joe came back, the one I was, the, the guy that I was with who I knew, and um, he was also pretty hammered. And uh, he, I said, uh, hey, you know, Sam Shepard's over there. And he's like, what? I was like, oh my <laughs> God, he runs over to Sam Shepard. I was like, what is going on? What? We're in the bizarro world where everyone's like trying to talk to celebrities. Um, and so he goes over and he starts, uh, you know, talking Sam Shepard's ear off. And he's like, because he's kind of like a theater nerd also. And it's kind of like, I, I love this and I love Lie of the Mind and I love whatever, like all his... And Sam Shepard's clearly not listening. He's very drunk. He's kind of doing that, like that, that kind of Bob that you do, like right before you're going to pass out, you know, that kind of back and forth. Like, <laughs> and, uh, while this is happening, it's now basically four in the morning, lights come up, jukebox cuts off, you know, the, the bartender's like, you guys got to get out of here. And Joe will not stop talking. So I go over, I'm like, Joe, 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 let's like, let's leave the nice man alone kind of thing. I'm like, let's leave, let's leave. And Sam Shepard turns around and like grabs me by the shoulders. And he goes, I bet you whip them horses, don't you? <laughs> he turns around and walks away. <laughs> and Joe and I just look at each other like, what the hell? <laughs> and uh, it was great. It was just, um, if you know his canon, it was very much like being inside of a Sam Shepard play. Um <laughs> Uh, so yeah i guess that's that's it yeah i guess that's the story yeah (laughs) wow (laughs) um i wish i had more sam shepherd knowledge myself (laughs) i just recognized the name and the face i googled it in the middle of this true west that's the one right where it's like the two guys true west oh they did a bunch. I think I've been put up a bunch of times. The first time I saw it was when I was in acting school. Um, they rehearsed this. They did a repertory version where the 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 actors switched roles each night because it's like a two person play, brothers reconciling in the old west or whatever. And it's um, it was Philip Seymour Hoffman and John C. Riley, and they whoa played, damn yeah they played the brothers and they were and they did both and they switched every night, which seems very difficult it's like a two-hour play you know like nonstop. <laughs> um but yeah so it was like and then i think more recently like ethan hawk and somebody did it. it's like a like male actors want to do it you know what i mean because <laughs> it's like meaty you know uh like yeah. meaty guy stuff <laughs> uh and for men of like who are probably like at least like it like you know late 30s early 40s kind of so it's very popular among like actory dudes <laughs> that's the one that comes to mind for me the most hmm. that's fine um that's re- <laughs> that's cool that he was cool about it i guess mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah he I think he might have known where he stood yeah. um <laughs> what do you think was different like i always imagine like Sometimes I forget even LA, like, oh, there's like people growing up here. <laughs> like, like, I think New York, maybe it's a little more. New York, probably the biggest, obvious. the biggest difference for New York. I always talk about this is that um, I thought a lot of stuff I saw in movies as a kid was like made up, like high schools. I was like, nobody goes to the prom. <laughs> like, what? What? Like, or people like driving to school. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just stuff mm-hmm. like that. I was like, mm-hmm. like, I was like, what do you like? I guess. I don't know if I thought that people took a subway. Like, I guess I kind of knew that you didn't take a subway if you didn't live in New York, but like, it didn't occur to me that you would like people having driver's licenses at 16. I was like, what? I was like, that's crazy. (laughs) 
nobody should nobody drives this <laughs> like that seemed insane um like i didn't know what homecoming was i don't I still don't really understand what homecoming like those kinds of things like that just like wasn't part of the new york city like experience growing up like your high school experience wasn't the center of things in the same way it was still very central but like you had a lot of friends at other schools and like, you know what I mean? Like you went and did a lot of other stuff and you would like never go to a school dance or like, you know what I mean? Like our school sports, stuff like that. I was like, I'm not going to do that. It was in New York. There's like a ton of other stuff to do. You know what I mean? Like, um, <laughs> that was, that was probably like a very big difference. Principal. Uh, uh, pr- pr- Principal Myers, I'm sorry. I'm just, uh, I've just got some questions. I'm, I'm on the homecoming committee, you know, you know, as home ec teacher, they put me in front of the homecoming committee, whatever. So I'm working on this. Uh, I just have no one from New York goes to these, <laughs> right? Every year we're doing the, we're doing sports. We're doing homecoming. We're doing prom. Literally no, we're in New York high school. It's empty. Do I have to keep planning this? It's, well, I would say, you know, you're the home ec teacher. Um, it's sort of the the card you drew, right? Um, yes. Yeah. And I would say you're looking at this from the wrong perspective. If you think that it's just a stated fact that no one in New York goes to homecoming um, or any of the dances um, because it's not as exciting as the other stuff, I would say it's your damn job to make it an event. Okay. Well, I'm trying to, I'm trying to find some ways. I'm basically going to trick people into going to homecoming. Okay. Instead of homecoming, what if we call it something that New Yorkers like? Uh Pizza. I don't know. I'm, th- I'm throwing. I th- we could do pizza. We could just say like, "Hey, this is a pizza place, right?" And we could invite the whole school out for pizza. And then oh. when they show up, there's dancing. And I think we celebrate the team for coming home, or our troops for coming home. Maybe I don't know because I also grew up in New York. Is the thing, but you have no idea how to put one of the. It can't be that hard. I mean, I know what to do for like a dance, but I don't entirely understand what homecoming is. Again, like I've been doing it the last three years. Nobody showed up to tell me if I was doing it right or wrong. I got a bouncy castle at the last one. You did? Yes. Why wasn't that front and center? I don't know. if I was worried that if I said that was front and center, people would go, you don't do a bouncy castle at homecoming. You know, like what if I had a... um, I don't know. Oh, what if there were a wedding and it was a bouncy castle, right? You would go, why is there a bouncy castle in a wedding? I don't know if homecoming is wedding or bouncy castle. Uh, wait, wedding? Yeah, you get it. Listen, come come into my more private office. Okay, hold on. Let's New York, in my office. My public office, yes. Now come back into this smaller room. <clears throat> Ooh, this is nice. It's Shut a railroad? Up. Shut oh. up. <laughs> Okay, none of us know what homecoming is. None of us hey, know what a homecoming that, dance is. Oh, sorry, I'm just hanging out in the corner. Um, I was just hanging out in the secret office. Um, are, we we don't. Yeah, this is this is where we hang out when we want to talk about homecoming. This is that's what the purpose of this yeah. room is. 
This is uh, Carol. This, she was our uh, AP history teacher. You probably haven't seen her in a few years. No. She was, yeah, she was humiliated after trying to do a Sadie Hawkins dance a few years ago. Uh, yeah, um, I, I had went no way idea. Up. Yeah, it was terrible. I thought it was, I brought a bunch of hawks in and it just, it, went, it was havoc. There was just hawks everywhere and somebody's eyes got eaten out. It was a whole thing. It was really bad. I didn't, should have... The janitor. The janitor's eyes got eaten out. Oh we basically God. released Hawks in an empty building where there was just a janitor. Just the janitor. <laughs> Showed yeah. up. Okay. We don't know. All right? We have no fucking idea. We give you two grand every year to come up with something to put on with these students. All right? So if you're going to burn down this whole facade, if you're going to create a stink out of this, I'll just say it. We'll ruin your life. But – if you want to just go on and put on a homecoming, make a flyer for it, do whatever you want, we have got your back on this, okay? But if you're going to start calling the whole custom into into question, this is going straight up to the superintendent. You're you're sniffing a pile of shit here. You don't want to step in. Let me just let me just say it that way. A kid falls hmm? through the air vent. <laughs> God damn it. No, no. You, <laughs> you guys don't know what homecoming is? I knew it. I'm going to write this up in the school paper. He goes, no. he goes no. he's breaking <laughs> school journalists. Oh, no, that's Roger Marshall. You know, he does those exposés all the time. He did that expose about the lunch counter. <laughs> God damn it. Here. Come here, you two. Under my desk. <laughs> Pulls up a trap door. This goes to the city sewers. Let's oh my god. Go down. Go down. Okay. Ow. Oh, okay. We gotta get it smells terrible down there. I think we're gonna have to kill that reporter. Right, I think that, I think you're right. It's really the only option. Oh god. This escalated so fast. What? Oh my oh, god. Okay. I'm sure it did for a home ec teacher. What do you bake awful. cherry pies and and fucking design uh, aprons all day? Hey, don't call my profession into doubt here, okay? You're a principal. What do you do, okay? Other than plan the death of kids? <laughs> oh. Ow! I'll slap you six more times if you keep giving me mouth like that. Okay. All right? Uh, fine, fine, hey, fine, fine, fine. This is all of our asses. This isn't just me. A little uh, rat crawls by in the sewer and it's wearing like what seems to be some sort of radio <laughs> that might be a bug. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me grab the rat. Oh, Jesus. Oh, ow. It bit me, but it's got a label on it. Rat property of Roger Mitchell? Roger Marshall? Mitchell? I can't read it. I'm bleeding. Fuck. Oh, God damn this it. This kid's thought of everything. He's a muckraking journalist who likes labeling his possessions. What a goddamn nerd. We cut to uh, we cut to the school assembly. The principal's giving the school assembly. Talking to the school assembly. Well, it's homecoming week, so we all know what that means. Hi, Roger um, Marshall from the Marshall Times. Is it true that you don't this know isn't what a homecoming <laughs> Is it true you don't know what a homecoming is? We know what a homecoming is, Marshall. And if you want to interrupt it one more time, I'll send you straight to detention. All right? We're about to get a couple of teachers to spin around on bats and do a relay race. I think that's right. Also, the football team is going to wear dresses, I think. Yeah, and sing. They're going to sing for us. Hmm. 
Marshall, you were already cut, kicked off the school newspaper, okay? You started your own goddamn Marshall Times. All, and the comic section of the Marshall Times is terrible, first off. Oh, yeah, that's you don't like it because it's got a little bit of a burn book in there and somebody drew you <laughs> looking at a sign that says homecoming and scratching your head. We did like <laughs> suddenly see a hippo come out of nowhere and eat Roger Marshall. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Okay, that worked. Oh my god, principal, nothing to- that worked. <laughs> it looks like That's- the hippos have come home. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I'm late. Oh, it's okay. That's fine. Uh, fine. You're, you're 25 minutes late. I'm 25 minutes late. You're not going to believe. I was I was getting out of my apartment. Uh huh. First of all, I ran smack dab into Meg Ryan. Uh, she sees me. I see her. We make eye contact. She looks a little different in person, to be honest. Wait, uh, wait, Don. This is. You're late because of Meg Ryan again? Yeah. Again? They're filming movies outside of my... They're filming movies outside of my apartment. I don't know what you, to tell you. that I'm, It's a hot commodity. You, you live right next to okay, the bridge. We get Am it. I getting reprimanded? Am I, write me up if you're going to write okay, me up. I'm going gonna, gonna to write you up for two reasons. Reason number one, you're consistently late. Reason number two, I keep seeing movies... Where you are busting in in the background late for work. And I know it was you from six months ago. And yes, it was a valid excuse, but I'm tired of seeing you in movies. That was reason two. Reason number one, you're late. That's personal. Yes, it is personal. Okay. I'm tired of seeing me in movies too. I'm trying to enjoy a nice movie like The Shape of the Sounds We Hear, right? Or Boy, There's Two of Us. Or even the hit movie starring Hugh Jackman and Jenna Elfman, There's Time Enough for Everyone If You Let Them. And what do I see? I see you bust in. I see you open a door, stick your head in, and then go back, right? I'm trying. This should be, I mean, you're stating my case for me. All right. You think I like ruining the set deck for these incredible movies? Oh, the set deck. I think that's my goal here. The set deck. Is that some kind of like Hollywood term that you know now because of all the movies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do know it now because they all hate me. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All the set decks hate me. We cut to right. the well. Edit. What we cut to the editing bay of the Hugh Jackman Jenna Elfman movie. There's got to be a cut that doesn't have that frumpy guy busted in the door nope. in the background. He's in. Of course. <laughs> look, it doesn't matter if there is a cut. That's the take we're using. Okay, though. Look at Jenna Elfman. Look at her eyes. That's acting. Okay, we're using the cut with the frumpy guy. We're using that cut. Sorry, sorry, guys. I gotta get to work. Ah. I'm sorry. Can I come through here right now? He's talking over I don't know everybody's why they... lines. <laughs> what? He's talking over everyone's lines in this movie. Look at that. Now he's no. 
He's looking. Even when we recorded VO to replace it, he busted in, and now he's busting in to the edit bay. Uh, Sir, (laughs) we shouldn't have put the edit bay on the outside of your house, okay? That's one on us. I guess it's cheaper to do it here if you have the right permits. Can I get through now? I know you got the little desk chairs. (laughs) Can't you go out? I tried to light. Go take the stairs. Can't you go the, down the hallway and take the stairs? The dumpsters by the stairs. It stinks over there. Sometimes there's rats and stuff. <laughs> you wouldn't believe problem. the tax the tax rebates we get for this one block are amazing. The city councilman pushed through a lot of th- so this is where we have to do everything. Okay, get by. Go go, go ahead and go by. by. Do, do your work. And. Uh, Okay. We're sh- they're shooting a scene outside in the parking lot. Try and be <laughs> scarce, would you? It's a they're shooting a, a shootout down there. So try and be <laughs> scarce. Cut to outside. <laughs> Everybody down! Everybody down! I'm oh dead on the ground please. now. Please don't hurt me. Sorry. Oh, wait, no. I'm not here. What, what are you doing? Could you? I'm not here. Oh, all right. This I'm is- so sorry. I got it. I'm going to work. <laughs> sorry. I'm not here and showing us your sorry. keys doesn't help. He's waving his just- keys in front of the camera, like a couple sorry. of inches away from it. <laughs> sorry. Like oh, God. You have is this to go a wide shot? Show. Is this a wide shot? <laughs> He goes under a gun and lifts it above him. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Under a row of guns. Uh, I don't mean to be in the way. I just got to get to work at SeaWorld. <laughs> I, I can't. I'm mad. I don't like it either. It's just how it plays out. Uh, did everybody use it? Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Don't stop rolling. Use it. Use it. Use it. Okay. A sound guy puts mic a mic on me. What? <laughs> <laughs> you get down on the ground. You with the keys. Uh, okay. <laughs> just get down on the. Am ground. I in it? I guess so. Just get down. Am I, I out know. of frame? So I, I don't know. Cow. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh my god. Are you Bradley Cooper? Yes, I am. I'm not in. No, right now my name is Mitchell. I love the Star is Born. Okay, that thank you. Thank you. Get down on the ground. He uses his keys. He uses his keys to open his trunk and take a bike out of the trunk. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) I don't want to waste. I'm trying to be eco friendly. He can't ride a bike. Plus, I don't want to mess up continuity. <laughs> if the car was in the shot, I don't want to mess up continuity. Do you even know how oh, to ride a bike? Oh, wait, oh, sorry. It's me. It's Sam Shepard. I'm drunk. I was just showing up to see you guys are filming the movie I'm making. Oh. Don't mind me. I'm not here. <laughs> We're not here. He wouldn't have. He wouldn't have minded that you were here. Don't say don't mind me in the middle of a movie. Am I on camera? Is this all set, Dick? You've been on a part of it. (laughs) You've been on set before. (laughs) He's just looking like real down the camera lens. His eyes are like. (laughs) Whoa! When I watch this later, it'll be me watching me from the past, watching me from the future. Get out of the way! Anyways, don't tell anybody I'm cheating on my partner Jessica Lang. I only do it in public places. Then we probably did. Probably no. Everybody who is not on the call sheet, get out of this shot. 
everybody leaves. <laughs> I wrote a news call sheet. It's just me, Sam Shepard, and my pal Frumpy guy. And uh, hey, <laughs> I didn't know your name. I'm drunk. Frumpy guy. Frumpy guy. All right. Okay, what's your- I like it. Okay, Frumpy guy. <laughs> You and Sam Shepard, you just got put on a case and you're after this turtle shell. Okay, so I need you guys in a high speed pursuit of this turtle shell. Uh, We're going to put that turtle shell in a car. Uh, You guys uh, stay. We'll take his bike. Yeah. Chase after the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, what? I got to get to work. Look at that turtle shell running away. I'm going to fuck it and drink and be a man so fucking hard. Let's shoot it with our fucking penis guns. Do I have to take have up I mentioned my that actual- I'm cheating on my partner? Do I have to take up my pe- my real penis? Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Take out your gun. Oh. My bad. <laughs> Hey, you know you my know penis has its own IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> His penis is uh, like trying to move out of the way. Excuse me, excuse me. Just trying to get back in his pants. Excuse me. <laughs> All right, welcome back to TMZ. Okay, so let's see. So, what do we have shots for? Who do we have? Um, Frumpy guy's penis got himself in another movie set. I mean, it's starting crazy. He's starting to feel like he's doing this on purpose. <laughs> yeah, we saw from okay, we'll run it. We saw from mm-hmm. you guys penis coming out of the Starbucks. Uh, we tried to ask him some questions, but he just he wouldn't, you know, wouldn't do. Yeah, yeah, it was coming out of the Starbucks. Just <laughs> he was still in the Starbucks. Just his penis was coming out of the Starbucks. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder yeah. if we should be calling this guy Frumpy anymore with the dick that long. <laughs> we see the penis come into frame. It's excuse me. <laughs> what is he doing here? <laughs> I'll be damned. Excuse me. He's, he's walking by all of our all of our uh, elbow elbow height cubicles. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, he gave me in the mouth. Uh, he, knocked the, he knocked the big gulp out of my hand. Oh. Jesus. Excuse me. Just have to get to work. Sorry about that. Excuse me. <laughs> Where do you work? Welcome, welcome back to the Oscars in memoriam. Of course, there was only one person who died this year that really matters. Frumpy guy's penis. The entire in memoriam will be for you, Frumpy guy's penis. <laughs> Every breath you take. <laughs> Frumpy <Every> guy's just. <laughs> Frumpy guy walks in front of this Oscar screen. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sorry. I got to go to the dick doctor. <laughs> this is the only. <laughs> god, <laughs> hey, you guys are being pretty loud at the Oscar. <laughs> I live upstairs. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm also on my way to the dick doctor. I got clawed real hard. I was in the Glendary Glass. <laughs>
So that'll do it for the meat improv. Uh, thanks for being on. That was fun. We got JFK. We got a frumpy guy's dick. We got all the all the <laughs> all the hits. We played the hits. Today. Cross off those squares in your meat improv bingo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, uh, Rachel, what would you like to plug? Anything? Um, yeah, I'm shooting a horror movie on Zoom this week. So look for that cool. on my Facebook oh, page. Cool. <laughs> I, don't, I actually don't know where I'm going to post it. It will be online somewhere. How's that? So yeah, that's a great. Place. Are you in it? Are you right? Did you write it? What did you, what's your involvement? Yeah, I'm. I'm just. I wrote a short thing that's going to be shot like on Zoom. Uh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it'll be like a five minute thing. So hopefully you'll see it. Yeah, I don't awesome. have a name for it. Yet, otherwise, I'd tell you. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll try to plug it once it's up. Sometimes cool. we forget, but we will do our best. Uh, Curtis, uh, anything? Uh, yeah, um, you can follow me on everything at Actually Curtis. I also have, if you are an improv nerd, I have a uh, uh, improv podcast called Improv Beat by Beat, where I imp- uh, interviewed a bunch of different improvisers and cut together episodes so it's based off topic rather than on improviser. So if you want to get better at game or group games or anything in particular, there's probably an episode just on that. I highly recommend that podcast. I love that podcast. It's so great. Um, Thanks, Jake. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Jake? Uh, you can follow me with Wake Up with Jacob uh, or go to weimprov.net or .org uh, for workshops and things like that. I think that's about it. Excellent. I'm at uh, Mr. Josh Simpson on Twitter, Josh Simpson on Instagram. Um, uh, yeah, that's where most of the stuff is. <laughs> um, uh, I do... My, I've been doing some workshops and that kind of stuff at this time, and I do a free jam every week. It's either Fridays at 9 or Saturdays at 2 p.m., uh, so anyone can come in and do a jam. I also do a free workshop every other week that anyone can drop into anywhere in the country, noon on Saturdays. So if you're interested in that, Woohoo Improv on Facebook. Woohoo is two words. Come hang. Um, and the meet's on all the platforms, and we got our Patreon, patreon.com slash the meet improv. So that's it uh thank you so much for listening stay safe and happy out there if you can <laughs> uh, we'll keep doing this every week uh we'll see you next time uh, the beat the beat improv I'll take you out.